Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to full. Red Sox fans have long to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The is ready to celebrate. Show these fans. Here comes a one-two pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. Five to one, the final tonight. You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. My name is Brad Chandler. I will be your host today. This is episode eight. Uh, with me today, I have co-host Bailey and I, Ryan. How are we doing tonight? How's it going, guys? Doing well. Yeah, doing very well. You guys sound super excited after the Red Sox. I'm on a seven. Kind of game I'm a on a seven-game win streak. Like th- this stuff is just as easy now. It looks to be. I really <laughs> hope it didn't jinx it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll end up talking about that, about the Red Sox and uh, the Twin Series on our next episode. Today, we're actually not going to be talking about any Red Sox. We are going to be talking about two of the greatest players that are playing baseball right now uh, in their respective positions. Uh, We're going to talk about Mike Trout and Jacob deGrom. Uh, So as we all know, Mike Trout... I'm going to say the greatest baseball player in our era. Um, And, you know, there's really nothing anybody could say about that. And then you got Jacob DeGrom, uh, who is probably the best pitcher right now. And both, both of these players are on teams that just can't win. The angels are playing really well though, but we'll see like how, how that goes though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Shohei Otani, everything he's doing this year has been, like, absolute fire. I, I believe he, I believe he like, broke a record where he hit, like, a, a ball off the uh, – at 119 miles per hour or something like that. Um, insane. That guy's pitching 101 miles per hour. He's knocking balls yeah. out at 100-something miles like per hour. <laughs> and so, uh, so before we actually start, like, getting into, like, stats, anything like that, I want to get you guys' opinion. Uh, let's start with uh, Mike Trout. Uh, Ryan, 
How are you doing, dude? You're being kind of quiet. You're just like chilling. <laughs> you look like maybe you you, you might no. might need some munchies or something, bro. No, nah, man. You, you know you got me feeling bad for Mike Trout because honestly, everything you said is completely dead on, and I see no light at the end of the tunnel for him. Zero. I mean, the organization has zero pitching. I mean, just just none. Heck, two fifths of their rotation are Oriole castoffs. Like yeah. that's real. Like that, you're not going to win. They don't. They, the Sox develop starting pitching better than they do. It's just I feel really bad for Mike Trout because he signed this great, awesome, long contract with security, but he also just sentenced himself to baseball obscurity forever. Yeah, it's. I'm, uh, I'm down it, about that. Now, do you feel really bad for him because of the fact that he's probably never going to win a ring? Or do you feel bad? He's never going to win a ring and he's getting that $400 plus million? Or do you just feel bad for him because of the fact that he signed that contract under the presumption that the the ownership in the front office would actually bring him a uh, championship caliper team? I feel bad for him because I don't even know if he'll ever play a meaningful baseball game. And I feel bad as a baseball fan to not see a player of his caliber playing a game that really matters. And I don't know, Mike Trout looks like a guy who, you know, he really wasn't interested in in testing out the market. Of course, he got paid massively handsomely, and, and he would have by any team. But the truth really is that this guy goes out, plays, you know, plays the rear end off, does it the right way. Never hear a word about him getting in trouble or doing anything but the right thing. But in the end, ownership, I mean, they do spend money. It's not like their payroll is non-existent, but they yeah. do it so poorly. Yeah, and like, it sucks for him. That, Bailey, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you uh, got something to say. The problem that I have with the owner, Artie Moreno, is that, you know, he comes in and I, I live in L.A. outside of like COVID. I live in L.A. full time. And I, I love the city of LA. I actually like Anaheim more than LA. Like I will travel down to Anaheim than to, you know, go over to Chavez Ravine because like, I just, I like the vibe of Orange County. I, I, I really like Angel Stadium and I love to watch Mike Trout do his thing. <laughs> so I can do those things when I drive, you know, 40 minutes South, but, and you know, Artie Moreno, like rebranding them as the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim really made me mad made all of like Anaheim really mad. I remember when it like came out, people in Anaheim were like, yeah, we don't like, this isn't it, you know, go back to being the California angels or stay as is. You don't, you don't need to lump us in with LA, but I get the glitz and glamor of Hollywood that you sort of want to attract that. But it's like Artie Moreno isn't attracting the right players to his team. You know, you bring in Renata, like um, Anthony. Um, yeah. Yeah. Renata. Right. Yeah. That's Rendon. Rendon. Jesus. Yeah. So you bring in Rendon. And he's a great player, but they have great offense. You don't need to add to great offense. Sure, you want to have one of the best third basemen in the game, but okay, fine. How about you work on your pitching? Exactly like Ryan's saying, their pitching is really what lacks. Like you go and you add Alex Cobb to your team. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like... That's not going to push you over the edge. It's not going to get you past the Astros. In, in fairness, wasn't Cobb their, uh, the Orioles' best pitcher last year? To the Orioles. And he was – it was like I was watching last night, and he had like 
he was pitching a shutout into the sixth, but again, it's only into the sixth. But I'm like, is this the best game he's ever pitched? Like, you know, and then of course the, you know, the wheels fall off and he like goes to poop. But uh, they ended up still winning that game because they were playing the, uh, they're playing the Royals last night. But yeah, it's really always been pitching. Like even like, what is their, I'm not really sure what their farm system is. So like, my question is, do you not have the assets in your farm to, you know, try to, you know, maybe go trade for uh, a Castillo or somebody of that caliber? They're the 25th ranked uh, farm system. Okay, so they're down there with us. (laughs) They're down there with the Red Sox. And and their top prospects are, are are positional players. Yeah, so, I mean, and Joe you know, Adele like experiment. I feel bad. I think Adele is going to eventually be a, a good baseball player, but I think they really brought him up too early because. But again, I don't know why they were so worried about boosting their offense. If Adele was a really strong pitching prospect, I could see them trying to push him a little bit more. But I don't know why. So they have two people uh, that are in the uh, top one hundred uh, for MLB. They have. Uh, Brandon Marsh, who is a positional player, and then they have Reed Detmers, which is a left-handed pitcher. Uh, Marsh is number 53 in the pipeline, and uh, Reed uh, Detmers is number 74. So, But they do also have another pitcher, uh, Chris Rodriguez, um, who is their number four prospect. So I don't know. I'm not really big on – like I – I could tell you all this stuff. I don't know what it means mm. um, when it comes to the prospects and stuff. Yeah, it's tough. Um, to... it, it, exactly. Well, one of the things that I find extremely disheartening uh, being a Trout fan myself uh, is the fact that he's only played in one meaningful series, uh, yeah. postseason series. And that was against the Kansas City Royals in 2014. I mean, that's almost seven years ago. That's the guy. The guy's been playing since 2011, and he's played in one postseason series. That's 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 sad. If I was the Angels, I would be absolutely pissed off right now. You have the best player just literally not showing his talent. And granted, in in that series, he only had you know he had 12 at bats. Um, he had one hit. He had an 83 batting average. That, mm. That's, I mean, this is his third year in the majors. So he's literally dwindling away, and he's probably going to end up being the next Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, his prime is now. And sure, they've been playing well, but are they better than Houston? I don't think they're better than Houston. I think Houston has better pitching. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, I agree. And, and I mean, I'm you know, just looking at their 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 depth chart here, you got Dylan Bundy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he's not. I mean, Shohei Otani, great, great story, feels good, but I, I, you know, that's that's not an experiment that that I don't think is built for the long term success, right? Andrew yeah. Heaney, nice, not exciting. Uh, Griffin Caning, we've been waiting for years for him to turn a corner, but you know. And then uh, again, we talk, go back to Alex Cobb. They're they're like a mishmash of three and fours. Their yeah. bullpen. They legitimately signed two guys that I believe the Phillies were Steve Chasak. Oh, and, Chisak, and, yeah. Uh, yep, and picked up another guy right before opening day. Like their bullpen yeah. is a definition of in flux. I mean, the owner is willing to spend money, but in the, the end, right? it's in the wrong areas. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you just have... gets overblown with offense. <laughs> Yeah, and and, and good. 
you know, the, 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 that's the, the problem is that to can consistently say that, you know, they're looking forward and, you know, Rendon was available, but it wasn't really a need, you know, like, and that they're going out and just throwing money. Um, and, and we're really seeing a generational talent just kind of playing a f- at best 500 baseball club and it's just not going anywhere. Yeah, well, and I, yeah. I, 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 I'm I'm looking at it now. Uh, if next year they don't take that thirty million dollars that is coming off of their their payroll, oh, but yeah, for, for pools, pools, yeah, uh, they're gonna get absolutely like destroyed by their by their fan base. I mean, you got yep. thirty million dollars, you can find find somebody else with that 30 million dollars i mean and all honesty like not not just like talking out of my ass here uh, if they ended up trading with the dodgers to get david price which we're all assuming that david price ends up getting traded because he's in the bullpen for the dodgers (laughs) if he ends up on the angels he's their ace yeah i mean if i'm the angels i'd be excited you you have shohei otani he's uh, he's obviously your ace right now but I mean, you get David Price, you you just bolstered your rotation. You're you know I I know there's a lot of Red Sox fans out there that are like you know David Price sucks. You and know David Price helped us win a World Series. So you without like without Price and with, you don't without David Price in 2018, uh, the Sox aren't winning. You know Mm-mm. his attitude sucked. Great team uh, teammate, and you know what? There's some things that he did that weren't great in the fans eyes but we don't know what happened in the background but yeah. i just i think that if the angels said hey uh what do you want for david price because it's not like he's gonna go far you know i mean he's going for the dodgers to the angels and that is a super affordable contract now because exactly because that's only 16 million yeah, and, only even, million. and there's like, I, I believe he has, does he only have one more year left after that? So yeah, yeah, you're in essence getting him for two years at 30 million in total. Like the Angels can afford that. Are you kidding me? And your ace, who's technically a quote unquote, a $30 million pitcher or was paid like one, you have him for half of that and he's leading your rotation. Like to me as a fan, hate him a lot, like love him or hate him. Like I would get really excited about that. And I, I think, like the idea of Madden being uh, teamed up with Price again. Yeah. Uh, yes. you know, oh, that's uh, really good. I, I think that would be a, you know a fantastic fit for Price. Uh, it's a nice ballpark for for pitchers to pitch in, and it just I mean even as a very uninformed you know just baseball fan, but looking and just going, wow, it's a pretty glaring. Maybe you don't have to go out and spend crazy money for Garrett Cole, but even that was kind of surprising. Like. Maybe you should outbid the New York Yankees, right? Maybe yeah, there's a great home. stud pitcher and go go bring him in. What a great story. I and thought they were going to get Bauer. I really did. I, I was hoping, uh, but uh, who was their pitching coach? Um, Mickey Calloway. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. There was an issue with Mickey and Bauer when uh, Bauer was, was the Indians. Indian. Yeah. So I, I, when I found that out, I was just like, ugh, you know, I honestly, if we're going to be like that, uh, if I'm going to be dead honest, I thought he was going to end up in uh, San Diego because his best friend is Clevenger. Yeah. So that would have yeah. made sense to me. And, you know, the Padres, San Diego went really, the, route. <laughs> the Padres were, were shelling out loot, you know, and 
But if it really came down to, like, apparently it was just the Mets and just the Dodgers in the end, up for that obscene amount of money, I could kind of see the San Diego be like, we have the best farm system. How about we just, you know, not waste the money, but just go out and trade for, you know, better. Uh, even though uh, Snell was bad today. <laughs> but like, outside of, you know, one bad start, it's it's Blake Snell. He's going to rebound. Uh, he's going to rebound. So, like, why not go and get better than Bauer for not paying $45 million. So I get San Diego at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, I thought that Bauer was going to end up in San Diego simply because Clevenger was his friend, yeah. uh, best friend and whatnot. And plus, Clevin, I believe Clevenger also works for him. Uh, his momentum, momentum. Yeah. I thought that Bauer would have been, instead of join the ones that are going to get me the ring, how about beat the ones that everybody thinks is going to get the ring? I kind of thought that was his personality. And when he just like joins the team that's going to win, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I thought you were the other guy. I thought you were, I want to shove it in the Dodgers face, guy. Yeah, I thought that that was going to be the way he goes to, unfortunately. If I saw, if he ended up on the Mets, uh, I would have had a lot more respect for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I understand he grew up in LA. He was a Dodgers fan when he was younger and whatnot. Yeah. And that, that kind of like that story right there is kind of cool and whatnot. But Being home, dude, I, I get it too. Yeah. Dude, go to the Mets. <laughs> and, and I think that's, you know, like kind of like we're starting out, like just saying, you know, DeGrom or, you know, or, you know, Trout kind of where things, the Mets have an ownership willing to spend. And the Mets, yeah. if you look now at the they bones, do. new era, the Kona. But if, if you look at where they're, where they're at, their roster is a good roster, right? Is is it perfect? No, their bullpen's actually pretty good, man. If Edwin Diaz get, got back to what he was, then their bullpen can be actually pretty special. Their starting rotation when Thor comes back, yeah, it's really good, really man. Good. Like Stroman's their what, team. Your fourth best? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Yeah, it's it. Their team is really good. Like so, like Degrom. I feel like Degrom has a lot of the Pedro problem. Whereas you know, when, whenever Pedro would go out and vintage Pedro, Pedro would win two nothing because the Sox bats. I think they're just like, all right, we're off today. You know, like we we can just yeah, let's play defense, but like we're off. And Degrom, you see the same thing. They play good defense behind him, but in the end, he's not getting any run support. Oh, he's just awesome. not. He's, he's generating actually, the hits. <laughs> yeah, Degrom is actually like third best in hits right now for the Mets. Yeah, he's, yeah. In his games, he's got like three hits. <laughs> that that's insane. This is a guy that pitches every five days, and he's got more hits than the guys uh, on the team that are like actually playing on a daily basis. That's yeah. crazy. 
Um, yeah, but but Degrom's got it. Got a, a a team built around him now. You know the yes, only the major better. difference. You know, I don't like you know the, the Mets manager. You know, he was put in there by default. You know, like when everything went down, you know, Carlos Beltran, Beltran was yeah. was already gone. This was not their guy, and they're sticking, you know, with the route that they went. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't feel like uh, like everything's not really ready there. Even if the roster looks good, whereas Trout's got the manager, you know, Trout the you know, payroll's there, but it's just what's built around Trout. Yeah, it, it is which not is. Enough. Like Trout's always had the manager. I mean, like he had Sosha, but he went from Sosha yeah. to Madden. Like Did he's you guys hear about Sosha? No, what? Uh, he's going to be coaching the U- uh, Team USA. Oh, that's awesome! So he's kind of doing the Lasorda thing, like taking on USA. I like that. But yeah, he's also it's like Trout has always had just great people to help lead a team. But yeah, it's it's truly just I don't know how. Artie Moreno and company look at how the roster is and say, we're going to win the West. Not only just because you want to win your division. Like, sure, we say, oh, in the beginning, I was like, I think the Red Sox can compete for a wild card. Now I'm like, man, I want that division. I've always wanted the division. But, like, if I'm a realist, as you enter the season, you're like, I want to get that second wild card. So, like, even if you want to win your division. So, like, can you really say with how this pitching is that you're going to win the AL West? You're not. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't – like, we showed that even in 2020, the Red Sox had an elite offense, but you still couldn't make up for how terrible your pitching was. Right. So, yeah, they're like a softball team. You know, they really are. They're, they're a softball team. And if you look at a lot of the non-big-name players in the roster, you got Jose Iglesias, you know, kind of out there, like, patching short. Now, Jose Iglesias is steady. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking, you know, Jose Iglesias. Elite but defense, like, yeah. Yeah, but they're not really they're, – they're spending money – I mean – Signing Albert Pujols years ago to me was indicative of where they've been stuck in that mind frame. The That's, second that that contract was signed, it was a mistake. I love Albert. Oh, absolutely. Like who doesn't love Albert? And the fact I, I think that he should have stayed Albatross, with the Cardinals. Yeah, I do too. Like I want him. Like I want him to play one more season. But like you really need the universal DH if he's gonna go back to you know if he's gonna go back to St. Louis. But then again, I just I don't know if Albert has beyond this season in him truthfully and it, it kills me uh, i don't know i don't want to i don't want to yeah, i mean he's 41 so yeah. or seen or the, older but then no, you, yeah i know there's always that <laughs> but then you see nelly cruz out there like gigantic high ops smashing home runs at 40 oh, so he's great he's tremendous. so you don't know but then again nelson cruz has also been popped for peds and you know you've never had albert and i think albert's played the game clean so maybe you're seeing how a, a man How can we say that Albert's been playing it clean if we don't actually know how old he is? You know, I, I want to believe that that there. man is himself. I want to believe that the machine is the machine. You try to hit baseballs when you're 56 years old. Come on. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I got you. I, I get it. But the I only thing got- with the thing with Albert that I always found confusing when people were like, oh, is he as old as he is? Like, he actually, like, Sure, he was from the Dominican Republic, but he wasn't like 
made in the Dominican Republic. Like he came to Kansas City and he played Juco baseball. So I don't know. It's like, do you start fudging your age when you're there to coming here? Because versus like, I remember there's always a problem when, you know, you're getting them in the international free agents and the ages are being fudged. Like Albert wasn't an international free agent. Like he played Juco baseball and he came out of the draft. So I always wondered like, is he, is his age as fudged as people believe that maybe David Ortiz's was? We're not talking about Big Poppy. Big Poppy. <laughs> oh, I love me some Big Poppy. People were wondering if that age was correct too. Like, who knows? Like, it happened a lot in the Dominican Republic, you know. So I don't know if Albert was, uh, you know, within that group. So we're talking about how like Albert Pujols and Poppy might not be the age that they're saying they are. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't so, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Degrom for a little bit here. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about Mike Trout. He only had one meaningful postseason uh, series. DeGrom's only been in one postseason. Uh, not one postseason series, but he's only played in the postseason in 2015. And that was the last time the Mets were in the World Series. Yeah. I, he he ended up winning two games against the Dodgers. Uh, he ended up winning a game against the Cubs. And he lost just like the rest of the Mets against the Kansas city Royals. And that's six years ago. And yeah. I was pulling for the Mets in that series. And to, uh, since 2014, that's the only time he's made an, he's made an appearance. I mean, he's made more appearances, you know, or he's played in more games than Mike Trout. Um, or just at least making it, you know, you're on a team that makes it to the world series. Like I don't right. think right now, Mike Trout's not on a team that's going to make it to the world series. No, you know, I, I I honestly believe uh, that we have too many people focusing on you know the Dodgers, uh, the Padres, and, and the Yankees. I don't even think the Yankees are the best team in New York. Uh, <laughs> never mind in the in the American League. But um, I mean, I think that the Mets are honestly the better team. They have a better uh, lineup. I mean, they just they just signed. Uh, Francisco Lindor to that extension, which I believe if they didn't, that was absolutely necessary. They had to. They had if to. they didn't do that, that trade was going to, they lost that trade. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have um, DeGrom, best pitcher in baseball right now. And then you have Thor, who's going to be coming back. You've got Stroman, which I don't care if anybody says that he's a number three, number four pitcher. I still like his attitude. I love the way that he plays. Um, yeah, I love the way that he pitches and whatnot. So, I, and I watched one of the videos that he just put out with uh, Rob Friedman. I think it is a oh, pitching, pitching ninja. ninja. Yeah, yeah. And that that video just I gained so much more respect for uh, Strowman um, and what he does. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you got all these all these guys. You got Polar Bear. You got Pete Alonso. I, yeah. I just, I think that Carlos the Mets Carrasco too. Yeah, yeah. Cookie. Cookie. Cookie's coming back. Yeah, I forgot about him because of the fact that he hasn't been pitching. But yeah, I mean, that was another thing, and that was Lindor and Cookie being on the Mets was another reason why I thought there was a possibility that Bauer, Bauer goes would have yeah. ended up on the Mets. I mean, they were both pulling for him. They were telling them yeah. and whatnot. But then you know he comes out and he trolls everybody. Whatever. <sighs> It's for the better. Uh, he would have got he would have got destroyed in New in York. New York. Oh, and, LA and, and, media cake. cake and L in LA, you know, I mean, 
the fans don't show up until like the third inning anyways. I live in LA and like people will say, like people say there's different parts of LA that are like into baseball. Like anywhere I've lived in LA, people don't care, talk. You go into a bat, they're not on the TV. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't know where the fandom is in LA. I haven't seen it. Maybe like it doesn't live in the Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills area where I'm like, I usually am. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't exist there for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you think where would the Mets be if not for the awful trade with the Mariners? You know, if you had uh, Jared, was it Kalenic? Uh, you know, oh, God, uh, ready yeah. was on the outfield. I mean, and all the money, all the resources committed to Ugh, and uh, that Cano. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, the whole season the, is gone. Right. So, I mean, you know, you take a look now. You have legitimate ownership in. You know, mm-hmm. you ha- you have a real front office. And, and you have a team that realizes that you need to have depth. You know, it's not about just superstars. Lindor is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they know it's it can't just be Lindor. They went out. They improved that catcher, right? That They have Michael Conforto, who's a solid, un, unsung but solid baseball player. You know, He's like a douchebag from the other night, though. <laughs> wait, wait. For, 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 for trying to win? Yeah, we can, uh, we can say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen. When, when you're not going well... You, you know need what? something to fall your way, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I guess. You know, I mean, yeah. how many times have you seen a, a center fielder so, slide in and scoop the ball and act like they got it, but it hit, but they hit the grass, the grass first? It's the exact you know, I'm same. Gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, say this, and that's that's all I'm gonna say about this is that it, it it's it was a bush league, uh, a bush league thing to do, but <laughs> if it was me. I probably would have done the exact same thing oh, I think because would it would have been, you know, me, if, me helping my team win the game and it's totally on the umpire. We talked about that last episode and I a hundred percent agree that, you know, he did what he had to do. He, he won the, he won the game for his team, but I still think he was a douchebag for, you know, running in. Yeah. But at least he's like doing that versus like, did you like what Correa did? I think it was against the athletics when he just like totally took out that dude at second base. Like, oh, how was he it? just like, <laughs> like just body slammed him. I'm like, dude, you are an ass. <laughs> like, I'm like, so oh. I, I, I have my whole opinion on Correa. Uh, I don't like Correa. I, I've lost every bit of respect for Correa after, um, was it, was it last year when it came? Yeah, 2020 when it came out, and he was just like, "No, we would have won the World Series no matter what. We didn't, you know, blah blah blah." It, bro, just shut up. Like, yeah. do do you what Bregman was doing. Do what Altuve was doing. Like, I, I, I was I was pissed at them too for the way they responded to it. But at least they kept saying the exact same thing. You know, at least they weren't being like assholes about it. Yeah, that was the whole thing with Correa was how he handled it, and he sort of became the villain. And then in, you know, when they're good, when they have a losing record and sneak into the playoffs and then almost pull a Red Sox, and I was very happy that they did not come back from down 0-3 to win that because I can't share it with the Astros. <laughs> like, you know, not for nothing, though, man, but, like, if you really think about it, in a weird way, this might really all work out well for Houston because Carlos Correa, who really wants to commit huge money to a shortstop with back problems, not to mention the fact, does your fan base really get enthused for this guy? 
Probably it's not. Good, good Maybe he's got no more to do. I, I don't know. I think I think Correa's got more options than we actually give him credit for. I, uh, um, I need to I th- analyze who needs a shortstop, like, truthfully. Like, I mean, this is a giant shortstop market. Like, you got story. Like, obviously, Lindor's off of it. But this is going to really set up, you know, us needing to worry about the opt-out that's coming with uh, with Xander. This is going to set the market for him. I got to, I got to interrupt you guys for a moment. We've got, um, we've got the blue Jays and the Yankees playing. Oh, what's going on? No, it's it's not really breaking news, but Rayu's got a shutout. It's top of the sixth inning. It's six zero. Oh, that's a thing of beauty. It was like three. I think it was like two to nothing when I like, it's just things you hate to see. Oh, wait, Judge didn't hit three home runs already? Come on, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Two Clint, hits, too. He's two hitting them right yeah, now. Yeah, Clint, Clint Frazier just, just got punched out. But Tyon is better than Musgrove, I thought. No. Right, exactly. I did it. There was this one Yankee fan in a group chat that I have that was like, I, I'll. he like literally said, I'll settle for Tyon, but I wanted Musgrove. And he's not wrong. <laughs> at, at, at least... You know, hey, that was that was pretty cool. You know, we talked about that last um, mm-hmm. last episode as well. But um, you know, Musgrove being the first pitcher in all in, in Padres great. history that ended up getting a no no, I thought that was great. But and again, you know, my favorite part of it was Orcello. right? Oh God, I faithful into a frenzy. Oh, I'm not I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I mean, he he's got to be living the high life in San Diego. Like, can you blame him? It's, it's freaking San Diego. He's living the good life. The weather is the best. You're not going to get better weather outside of if you lived in Hawaii. <laughs> you know, he's 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 living good. I want everything for Donnie baseball. I hate that Machado is a Padre because I'd be so in on the like. I want. I'm kind of. Why in are on we the calling Padres. Don Orsello Donnie baseball? I'm calling him Donnie Baseball because he's the no, best. Donnie. <laughs> nah, best breaker man, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, There's you, one of them. I'm sitting here like looking over and I heard Donnie Baseball. And I was like, where are oh, we about the He's pop? so good. He's so good. But in so truth, I, every so happiness good. to Orsillo. Every every happiness to Orsillo. And I'm extremely happy for Orsillo. And the fact that, you know, not only the fact that he's out in San Diego, but he's actually, he's got a good team. You know, like, I'm, not, I'm not even going to uh, like sugarcoat Machado, man. Machado has been showing up the past couple of years as Machado well. Machado's a great player, and that's just a little bit what bothers me, too. I mean, like, because he is so good. <laughs> after the whole Pedroia situation, you know, and there's a lot of people out there that wish that somebody would have thrown a fastball at his head. Yeah, uh, I mean, we got to watch him strike out so beautifully in the World Series. <laughs> that, so, was, like, that was that was literally like the best thing ever. Just seeing him down on one knee, him being the last out, that was great. Chris Sale, yeah. you know, you know, everybody thought he was going to put them over the edge. You know, like Machado's going to get us to the promised land. Like we're going to win that World Series, and then boop, beautiful strike. Yeah, that, I kind of was... feel like Correa's Machado part two, though. You know, like, you know, where Machado thought he'd have all these offers. Mm-hmm. But, like, really, he became kind of like public enemy number one. And and, and Correa, I, I really actually see a very limited market. You look at, like, the big market teams, you know, that, that are going to be in the market for a shortstop. You know he's not going to New York, right? You, yeah. you know, that's not yeah. happening. He's not going to the Mets. They have Lindor. You never know. You know 
like the, the way that not Tor- a good shortstop. Yeah, the no, way that Glaber's, I've so I was I was talking to Yankee fans before about this. I believe that they should have put Torres at second base. Absolutely. They they should have kept him at second and put uh DJ at first. And then I think they should have gone after Aaron Jalton Simmons. Either him or DJ. That's a great shortstop. You you go after Simmons, you put him as your number nine hitter, you know, that would have been perfectly fine. And then the other thing is like Didi, he didn't he didn't have a, he never wanted to leave New York. He I was, like Loki loved Didi. I still love Didi. Like a lot of Yankee fans like hate Didi. I'm like I don't know one Yankee fan think. that actually hates Didi. Oh, there's a couple of Yankee fans in a group chat I'm in that like think Didi's trash, but I'm also don't think that they're the, the brightest of the bright. Truthfully, there's a co- it, couple of Yankee it, fans in this chat. I will admit are great. There's there's like one in this chat that I'm like, dude, no, you're like. I, I think the, <laughs> I think the Yankees would have gone a lot better to balance their lineup. Honestly, of course, Glyber at second, but I would have brought DJ back. I, I, I'm not in love with. We got to spend it all with one guy. Didi at shortstop, and then um, oh god, what's the guy? The outfielder, the left, the left-handed uh, hitting outfielder from Houston. Um, oh, um, uh, Brantley. Brantley. Yep. yep. You get Brantley. You get Didi for for basically the same money. You have a balanced lineup who doesn't just strike out or a home run. It's a now all of a sudden you have a, a much better lineup. lineup. And you know what the truth really is? They just they they were like, oh, we got to sign the star player black back, whatever. And honestly, they're not a balanced team. But going back DJ to what you said is before, the best balanced hitter in that lineup. But again, that's coming to your point. That that proves it when DJ is your best hitter. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Everybody's right-handed on, on, on that team other than Aaron Hicks, and Aaron Hicks is really a very streaky hitter. He's got pop. He gets hurt a lot. But but they're they're pretty easy as a lineup to pitch too. You know, when they have their days that they hit everything. But Brad, what you're saying before about they're not the best team in New York, I I mean for real. You take a look at the Mets, they have balance. They they can pitch, they got a bullpen, they got, you know, they, they have right, left, you know, they have a really balanced approach to their to their team. Like I said, I'm just not in love with, with the Mets manager. Um, but you know, you yeah. you take a look, yeah, the, the Yankees are not the best team in New York. You know, I maybe maybe the record after nine games is not it or whatever, but the no, Met, the I mean, a good obviously, obviously, the Yankees are not nearly as bad as they're they're playing oh, right now, God, no. and no, no. and they always and there's there's always that you know they always start the year off like crap. The first half of the season, they're two thousand nine. They, they, they started off terribly, and they won like one hundred and three games. So, so I mean, taking them at like nine or ten ten games. I mean, it's the same thing as with the Red Sox. I mean, they lost their first three, and everybody thought that they were trash. And you know, the Reds, 
the Red Sox have gone on and won seven in a row now. And then, you know, the Yankees, you know, they're not playing great baseball, but I think that the Yankees by the end of the year, they're still going to be a 90 game, uh, 90 wins. And, and that, uh, and their stats, you know, I think their, their real problem is the fact that they took Masahiro Tanaka, who is a steady, if not spectacular, but steady starting pitcher in a replacement with Corey Kluber, who has thrown less innings than I have in the past two years in major league baseball. And they're like, yeah, let's really hope that at 34 years old, yep. He can turn back two years. Well, the problem with, the, the, the problem with Tanaka is he's really his arm is really being held by bubblegum right now. It's been he's it, been so lucky that that arm hasn't blown out. And, and how's, how's Kluber's arm? The one yeah, Kluber's arm held with. Oh, not disagreeing. You're a hundred percent correct, but it, it's like, do you go after Tanaka, who probably wanted like seventeen million dollars, or even maybe even more? We never know. Yeah. And in like a couple years uh, for a contract. Or do you go after Corey Kluber, who, uh, what was he, like 12 11. million, I think? 11 okay, for so one, he gotta, because he wanted to prove himself. Right. So why don't you exactly. get Jake, Jake Odorizzi and get a, a much better starting pitcher? Because Jake Odorizzi wanted way too much money. Yeah, but and he didn't he wanted years. He settled for years. Ten. That's the thing. Years are in Jake Odorizzi versus, you know, AAV. Right. They, they, have a real, they have a real problem that they're sitting there, and if you objectively look at their rotation – they got Domingo Herman who hasn't pitched in almost two years, really. He got Kluber hasn't pitched much, right? Uh, Kluber hasn't pitched basically at all in two years, and then you have uh, Tayon hasn't pitched in a year, and Jordan Montgomery is only a few months back from Tommy John surgery, and then Severino's coming back from Tommy John. That's more question marks than most teams consider to be contenders. All right, yeah. so let me ask you. Let, let me ask both of you a question here. So, do you guys believe that when a pitcher is coming back from Tommy John? And do you believe that they're going to make an impact on the team right away? Or do you think that it's going to be something that they're going to have to ease their way back into? For me, I think it's a hundred percent easing back into like, I know Brad and I have talked about this, that like, I don't necessarily think that sale is making a difference in this team. I want to believe that he's going to come back, but like, how do you ask somebody who just had, you know, major surgery, like a 15 month recovery to come back and be vintage Chris Sale. Like, you can't ask him to do that. So that's how I look at it. It's the same with Severino in New York. Like, people are like, oh, when we get Sevy back, we're going to shove. I'm like, what are you expecting to get out of Severino? It's the same thing. What are we expecting to get out of Chris Sale? I think by 2022, the way Tommy people rebound from Tommy John, you can be the pitcher you once were. But I don't know if immediately outside of Tommy John, you're going to see Chris Sale being like, in his mind, he's going to want to throw seven innings and plus, but you can't allow him to do that coming off something like this. So I don't necessarily think Chris Sale is going to be a major factor into how good or bad, you know, the 2021 Red Sox are, but that's, that's my opinion. I'm I'm actually, I'm, I'm on the opposite side. I remember, you know, 2013, John Lackey comes back first start back he runs off the field, feels a little pop in his elbow, thinks his career's over. He makes his next start. He has an amazing season for the Sox in 2013. I think we've come that far in science now in health that really pitching is all mental. And when these guys are told, hey, you can go out there and, and you can get it, I think feel and location take a little while. But when you know you're going out there and you're seeing your fellow counterparts throwing out 97, 98 pain-free, I think then all of a sudden you go like this. All right, now it may take – I think you're going to get some starts that are – 
not so good. He can't find the plate. Um, and I, I think everyone's different, but I, I think if you said between Chris Sale and Luis Severino, one of the two of them is going to be really good for coming back this year. And the other one might take a little longer, but, uh, but I think you're going to see, I, I, it doesn't scare me. Thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. Uh, yeah. That does not have a good track record. The guys come back from Tommy John. There, there's a really nice long track record of pitchers coming back. And I don't think you could expect 2017 Chris Sale in 2021, but I think you can get a good, strong starting pitcher. And it's just a boost as well. You know, like, you know, you're a yeah. team there and all of a sudden you get that guy back, that alpha male. That's a, that's a big boost. I, I, I don't think with Chris Hill coming back from Tommy John, I don't think that he's going to be a factor. Um, I, I get what you're saying, Ryan. Um, and I hope, I hope that. Yeah, I want to believe that. I want that. I, exactly. Like, I really want to believe that, you know, Oof. hey, we're, we're at the all-star break. Chris Hill's coming back in a week or two. and. We're over 500. We're in the race. We're doing this thing. We're not as bad as everybody thinks that we are. And, you know, we get Chris Sale back. So now we got Chris Sale. We've got Eddie Rodriguez. We have two pitchers that we didn't have last year. And then, so who do we send down? Or who do we, or do we run with a six man rotation? This is the, these things have a way of working themselves out and not for nothing. Maybe it's Chris Sale coming in two innings seventh and eighth and blowing gas like he used to when he came back for the, you know, for the White Sox to start his career. Maybe that's how he works his, his way back in. That's how but, I kind of want them to work at Hauk. I want them yeah. to put Hauk in the bullpen. And, like, I understand. I get it. Scouts Develop see them. him as a back-end bullpen. But I think that you know, everybody wants to compare him to a right-handed Chris Sale. Oh, Jesus. Well, what if, what if, pressure. Yeah, <laughs> Really. But I mean, like you want to compare it to a right-handed Chris Sale. It's literally like, then why don't we do exactly what the White Sox did with Chris Sale? Why don't point? we put him in the pen? You know, like we've got we got the uh, day-night doubleheader coming up this weekend, most likely, uh, because Friday's uh, weather looks like crap. Yeah, and Hauk is probably going to make a start. So. Yeah, at least they have it. They have it set up that it's gonna the rotation's gonna play through in Minnesota how it was gonna. So if anything, I think if we have a rain out on Friday, that's like good because then you can have Hulk ready for you know the White Sox on Saturday. Yeah, you know, but back to you know, like I said, if Sale's coming back August third, and he's coming out two innings and blowing smoke, now all of a sudden you're saying you got Barnes, who I'm gonna be the first to say. I didn't think that guy could, could handle as a closer. Holy crap, on, what is going on? Early on, he looks, he looks tremendous. Dude, he's turning into Kemberl from like – Yeah, okay. he really looks so like If he's he really this does. good, somebody's going to give him a boatload of money, and he may regret to being like who he was. So in 2021, give me give me this Matt Barnes. Right, but if you got Matt Barnes, Adovino, big saw coming there and, and shutting it down, and then you got Chris Sale come back, oh, yeah, then he'd be a factor. He'd be That's a the best bullpen in baseball. Factor. It's certainly it could be a it could be a very you're, troublesome bullpen. If you're gonna get a long, and then don't forget you got Whitlock too. Whit- <sighs> Holy crap, Hiam! What did he do? Like it, it is right crazy. Thing. It is crazy. It, it really is crazy at the amount of stuff that he's been doing uh, for for the Red Sox and whatnot. But I mean, like, w- w- it's so weird how we started this talking about Trout and Degrom, and we ended up on the Red Sox. I Go mean, figure, it, it right? happens. It happens. You know, all three of us being Red Sox fans and whatnot. 
But um, hey, and we also rebranded Don Orsillo with his new nickname, so that's yes. pretty cool too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> accepting it. Uh, I can't accept it. It, 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 that that's like calling DJ LeMayhew the, the, the machine. machine. Yeah. It's yeah, like, no, it. dude, you're not Sorry. the machine. It's my bad. Albert Pujols is D- the machine. DJ LeMayhew has also only had one like actually elite season. So his average is always up there, but don't we always just disregard average nowadays anyways? So his, yeah, small sample size of 2020 was freaking elite. Like, you But do we a- discredit him because of the fact that there was a 60 game season? I mean, I've 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 been looking at the uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series. Yeah, you won the World Series, but doing it in 162. You know. It's oh, like, if the Dodgers do it in 162 this year, I'm like I because I'm not going to. I the idea of a Mickey Mouse World Series I think is BS. Like you still had to go through. You know, you had it. You look poop against Atlanta, and then Atlanta pooped themselves. And then I was like so on the fact that like. The, Oh, I was so mad at Atlanta. I'm like, Atlanta, really? You're going to let them get back in the series? And then they win it. But then I wanted that to go seven games in that World Series, and Kevin Cash allowed you to win that World Series in six. It's going seven. Who the hell knows what's happening? Because Morton is on there, and I think Morton's shoving in game seven. Like, you, know what, know. you know what I hate the most of 2020 World Series? The fact that it was at a neutral site location. Yeah, that was BS too. Like the Dodgers, like they won a World they're Series. They're not going to take that. that away from them, and their fans don't get to like enjoy that. Like, no, that's well, not the way baseball is played. So I want to, I want to actually bring something up. Uh, I heard this on EEI today, and I wanted to punch my my radio uh, <laughs> when I heard it. So EEI had I forgot who they ended up having on. They were talking about the possibility of baseball games going down to seven innings in general. Oh no. Like not, not just seven inning double headers, but seven innings in general to make the game faster. I'm like, dude, if I got to pay a hundred dollars, hundred plus dollars per ticket and you're going to make me, yeah, I, I will be, you'll lose people watching games, going to games. Like I'm not paying, I'm not paying a hundred plus dollars per seat to watch only seven games. Like granted, you put that, I saw you post that on Twitter that I knew you were going to go there. I was just waiting for when it was going to happen because that is horrific. Just horrific. I hate the double headers being seven innings. I, I'm, I, I'm like, so I went to a double header back in 2019. I brought my father to uh, to a Tampa Bay Rays Red Sox double header. How long was it? <laughs> it was literally like eight hours. And, and, and I kid you not, like I have a, I have a bad back. So sitting at Fenway yeah, in those seats. Like that I'm were just, built like, for people I'm, that I'm weren't so, over five five. Yeah, I'm so uncomfortable the entire time. I'm like, and there, I was, I couldn't do it. I told my dad, I was like, I'll never do that again. I'll never do another double header again. The only, the benefit, the only benefit of doing the double header was the fact, like, like I don't drink beer, so or you know, when I go to games, I don't drink beer, period. But um, I get, I get myself a soda. I don't like beer. I just I can't do it. it. So <laughs> I get myself a souvenir soda. And that's mm-hmm. because you get a refill. Yeah. And the only cool, the, the only thing that was great about that was the fact that I got a souvenir soda for the first game and I got to bring it in for the second game and they kept refilling my soda. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to keep going, going up and paying for uh, another soda. No. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, here's the thing. Any real baseball historian enthusiast or whatever, loves the timelessness and that you can actually sit and, and talk about stats. But when you have seven inning games, it's already, you know, it, it just 
you know, we have people, you know, complaining, you know, pitchers used to go eight in a third inning and then start, you know, whatever, like that stuff's crazy. And that's not modern baseball. But the idea of saying, you know, my pitcher went three innings and then it went to the bullpen and he pitched great today because he went three full whatever, whatever. Seven innings is silly. I saw you post that. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was coming. And God, I hope that never happens. I, I, I'm going to be pissed if, if they decide to do it. The, the Joe Castiglione was actually talking about it. And as soon as he he said something about like, oh, I hope they do this. You know, they're trying to make the game faster. They're trying to make it more appealing and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just like, oh, come on, Joe, you're better than that. Like, I can't believe that out of everybody, you know, Fleming, I, I get it. O'Brien, man, I miss Arcello. Um, I know. <laughs> and, I know. I know. And with oh, O'Brien, he just, he just sits there and it, he talks out of his ass and then Jerry Remy's like, yeah, you know, you're right. And this, that, the other thing is like, Jerry, come on. You, you can't disagree with him if you want to. Like, don't just I, say yes. Not for nothing, man. For me with, with, with trying to, if you want to speed up the game, if that's your goal, it's very simple. Have commercials during live game. Like, like you'll have very quick in between innings and have a little live if that's what you want to do and not for nothing replay. It's either an obvious call, safer out. There is no like headphones. Let me wait 60 seconds. You, you get a quick thing. You move it along. Uh, pitchers, you, you know, if, if you want to sit there, you know, um, if you want to cart them in instead of the slow jog in or something like that, if that's what you want to do, I guess they need to bring bit. the bullpen carts back. I love the bullpen carts. It's great childhood memories 101, man. That's bullpen carts are great. I think Arizona did that a couple of years ago. You absolutely need to bring the bullpen cart back. I, I, I miss some of that stuff. But oh, um, that's that that's that's ama- that's amazing stuff. But if if we're trying to solve baseball to speed it up, I mean, not for nothing. My son's nine years old. He absolutely loves baseball. If you said, "What does he f- hate about baseball?" When it rains. Mm-hmm. So you say uh, uh, roofs. All roofs. <laughs> I do honestly think that every single new stadium should mandatory be a retractable roof. I would that love I, that. That's I that's s- the worst thing about baseball. I believe that uh, the Twins should have had a retractable roof on there. You know, today playing in the snow. I, I'm not. I'm not going to complain about it because the Red Sox ended up winning. But I mean, like have, having having a the stadium. Have, yeah, exactly. I mean, like look at what happened with Miggy. When he, he hit that know. home run, he hit the first home run of the season, and he didn't even know if uh, it actually went over. He slid into second because he thought it was just, you know, he thought it was still in play. Yeah, my oh, question City. with – sorry to cut you off. Sorry. No. I was just I was saying, saying my City question – Field, Yankee Stadium <laughs> as well. Should yeah. Have been, but that was good. It was like we're walking in the hall. Right yeah. Now. No, my only question is, is it that much – like, I think it has to come down to cost. So is it that much more expensive – to you know do the retractable roof than not so it's like where where is the idea of like because i get wanting outdoor baseball in minnesota after so many years being in the metrodome like i i 100 understand that you can have outdoor baseball and you can also never have a rain out so well think about it too if you're in minnesota if you have a retractable dome in the winter you want to have some amazing concert or something like that you Mm -hmm. can do those things now true you know like like to me, it's just a penny wise pound foolish, but that's the biggest thing. I look at my nine year old son, like, what don't you like about baseball? And he's like, when it rains, like, and I'm like, right. 
you know, he loves, he plays, yeah, let the, let the player show a little more, more emotion because he definitely likes home run trot, a little swag to it. Why wouldn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. <laughs> right. That is cool. So, so the, what is it? Uh, hold on one second. The home run, home of the Blue Jays of the Major League Baseball was opened in 89 and began the era of retractable roof stadiums. The roof has, uh, the roof has for large steel panels. One panel is fixed and the other three move. All panels are made of steel trusses and corrugated steel with a weatherproof coating. The entire roof weighs more than 11,000 tons, but the pieces move at a rate of 71 feet per minute. So it, it, this one was, I think, think this is the price of the stadium mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Maybe no, that can't be the right right price of the stadium. Five hundred million at that time in eighty nine. That may be right. I mean, Minute Maid Park. Uh, see, this one makes sense. It, it says three hundred thirty three million dollars. Hmm. Safeco Field five hundred seventeen. Chase Field, the Diamondbacks three hundred sixty four. I want to because I went and saw. I went and took a tour for Miami, and yeah, they, did the Miami. they did the retractable. They did the right retractable. Um, as well, you and, need it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that place is just so fu- uh, f- that place is just so hot. I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. I didn't say it though. It's fudging hot. It's so <laughs> flipping hot. <laughs> yeah, no the you, language here. That's why they're talking about you know they're playing in Dunedin now for you know Toronto, but they can't play the whole season in Dunedin. So if like Canada, Toronto's not allowing them back, they is have that where to- they are. Yeah, they're in Dunedin, so they're at their spring training facility. No so, wonder like, why you sweating his ass off. Yeah, it's it's hot there. So you obviously can't play potentially even past May there. It's going to get super hot. So where do they go if Toronto's not allowing them back? And if Buffalo's being utilized by actually, you know, the what is it, their AAA team? Yeah, where are they going? I forgot about like, that. The big question of where the Toronto Blue Jays are going to play when it gets to, you know, the dog days of summer. Hey, can I ask you guys, I'm just curious what your take is on, remember a couple of years pre-COVID, Tampa Bay wanted to split their home games between Tampa in Montreal. Yeah, I was saying right. that. That's what's your thoughts on it? It's interesting. Um, I think that they should just go to Montreal. They have yeah. a better they would have a better um fan base there. Because if you look at like the Tampa they want Bay, it back. The, Tampa Bay went into the playoffs, I believe it was in 2019. And if you look at the amount of people that were there, it was a pathetic crowd. 
It's because it's it's literally people that are going. The reason they called it like Fenway South is because people that retire go down south, and you don't lose your team. You don't suddenly become a Tampa Bay Ray fan. Sure, you'll go and see the Tampa Bay Rays, and you may cheer them on when you know you don't care. But like, if the Red Sox are in town, like you're you're a diehard Red Sox fan. You're if that's your team. So it's it's hard to be in sort of a transient city you know, where people come and go and people go there to retire to, you know, really have a, a strong fan base. So I feel like Tampa Bay has to leave Tampa Bay, maybe, you know? I just thought it, it was kind of cool, like a, like the idea of... Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. It, it, it's, it's definitely interesting, but I, I How honestly... How does it work, though? I just don't think that Florida um, has the interest to be a baseball... No. Um, a baseball type. That's why. That's why you have spring training there for like two months. Not even. Yeah. It's like a little over a month. And that's, that's why the just so the older like... people can get in, get their baseball teams. <laughs> they can watch what they want. The people that retired from the north go, go down there. They have their little cottages and whatnot, and they can yep. watch. You know the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays. You know all those teams because nobody wants to go to a Tampa Bay Rays game. Nobody wants to go to a Miami Marlins game. I'm not, uh, you know, like I would, I would love, (laughs) I've never been to the trap. I've never seen a game. I've never heard nothing but bad things. (laughs) I've never seen a game in Miami. And I mean, like, and if you want my honest opinion, I think Miami's got an amazing and a beautiful ballpark. It is a great ballpark. It's just, it's just the, the, their team can't fill the stadium. Yeah, I went in 2019 to. We were just uh, down in Miami, uh, and my mom and dad were like, "Well, we have to, we have to go." And like, I, I kid you not, we had amazing frigging seats, like right on the third baseline. Like it had your own private like concession stand, your own private bathroom, and I think they were a third of like crap tickets at Fenway. <laughs> You know, you know, Fenway's just so overpriced, but like that's just that's just Fenway. It's never gonna change. People are going to pay the prices to go to Fenway, so why change? But um even I've been in two dome stadiums before. Um, obviously because it was really hot. I think we were there in like July in Miami, so the you know, they had the roof on. Uh and then I've been to Toronto and when I first went into Toronto, they had the roof shut and then they opened it for the game when that roof was shut in Toronto it was like unnerving and I'm not a claustrophobic person it's just Toronto is just like all of the walls are just gray and I felt like I was in this like disgusting sterile environment when I was like inside this stadium and when they opened it you get this beautiful view of the CN Tower but Miami didn't feel like that Miami felt like I was like what I was outside while inside they've done like a beautiful job of making that roof shut but feeling like you're actually like enjoying a game of baseball. Toronto just hasn't done that, at least for me. So let's end, the, let's end the episode on Jacob DeGrom and Mike Trout talking about your favorite baseball parks to go to <laughs> outside of Fenway. Outside of Fenway, yes. Fenway's so small, though. <laughs> hey, oh. you made my night. Mike Socha's, I didn't know, running Team USA. That made awesome. my night. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's cool and everything, but you guys want to answer the question? <laughs> what was the question? Oh, who, what is your favorite ballpark outside of oh, Fenway? What is it? Oh, I thought we were just discussing our favorite ballpark. No, mine, one hundred percent PNC in Pittsburgh. Uh, City Field is really nice. 
City Field is nice. Yeah, I'm so upset because I was supposed to go to Toronto last year. I was supposed to go to City Field last year. Uh, I was supposed to go plans. to. I was supposed to go to Wrigley <laughs> last year. I was supposed to go to Camden last year. I was also supposed to go to Nationals Park last year. You had all the what? plans. Yeah, yeah. I I have I have this thing. It's called the baseball uh, a ballpark passport. I'll have to show you guys. Mm. Um, it's literally literally like a leather um, binder with all the ballparks that are you know all the major league ballparks. And what happens is, is you go to these ballparks and at their stores, I believe it's their stores. They stamp it for the day that oh, you went. That's awesome. And then you write it like it gives you a little area where you can write down like um, your score scorecard, like who's starting, what the weather was, where you sat, um, things like that. It's so cool. And I was planning on going to like four or five different ballparks last year. Uh, I was going to bring my nephew to go see oh. the Mets. He was supposed to go to the Mets Marlins game with me in City Field. Mm -hmm. And then I was supposed to go with a few friends out to Wrigley. And I still actually have money um, hung up in, in the tickets for Wrigley Field. So, I'm mad that's why I baseball's didn't the best. Baseball's the best. You're, you're, never, you're never having that for, like, for football or basketball or hockey where you're having this passport thing. Because, so like, cool. I didn't know that it existed. And now I have to have that. I'm mad like, I, I didn't know about that because I've been uh, to, like, 15 packs. I went to – so <laughs> – I've been to Fenway. I've been to Yankee Stadium, the new one. And um, I've been to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. And I have to admit, like, the nostalgia of walking into Fenway Park and going up the uh, going up the ramp and just seeing that field, I get goosebumps every time. Mm -hmm. But the seats that I sat in when I was at Yankee Stadium were so much more comfortable. But I have to go oh, yeah. with Citizens Bank Park. Uh, as That's my favorite, nice as my favorite ballpark so far, uh, simply because it's not Yankee Stadium, <laughs> and we all know how uncomfortable Fenway is. Yeah, that's like, the, I love. The I, I'll always Fenway. I'm small I will always and I'm love. I will always <laughs> love Fenway Park, yeah. and I go the. I try to at least. I try to go to at least one game a year, and I'm gonna try and go this year somehow. And I just sitting there, like I said, it's it's bad. So, yeah, it's, yeah. so just to end up on the end end the episode, what do we think we need to do? Like, if we were the managers or the owners of, to help Degrom and help you know help Trout get their rings. Trout needs pitching, a little bit of pitching, and another scoop of pitching. DeGrom, he, he, I believe he needs a manager with a track record. Uh, I feel that team is primed to go. Trout needs a lot of pitching, and DeGrom you, just needs someone to check the boxes. Do you believe um, the that – oh, crap. What was his name? The the manager that just got fired. Oh, Beltran, uh, Beltran getting fired. Yeah, Beltran. Mess. I don't know why I was having a brain fart there. Do you believe that Carlos Beltran could, uh, could help that team? Yes. So he doesn't have a track record as yeah. a manager, though. So neither did you know. But he was working with Cora. Yeah. Uh, Cora gave him a stamp of, of approval. I like you look at like like guys like Rocco Baldelli didn't really really have you know much either. That uh, baseball changing, but Carlos Beltran has a baseball mind, um, and I agree. you know he, he 
he's he's a little bit far enough away where where you know that's out of his system. But man, that guy knows baseball. He knows New York, and um, you know, no knock on on the current you know Mets manager, but that team is ready and primed to go. But they yeah. do need someone steering that ship in the right direction. It's actually interesting to me that you know that he actually got fired from that job because they were saying that like nothing was to fall on the players, that everything was going to be fall on coaches and the manager. And at it's that time, because he was the manager of the Mets. No, no. That's- but the thing was, he was taking on a managerial role. But at the time that everything went on with the Astros, he was a player. Yeah, but the reason why he got fired was because of the fact that they didn't need that. Uh, it, that was the. It Mets. was bad. It was optics. I, I I truly get it. I do get it. I I will I will say that the optics that with like I I know that um, the Carlos Beltran situation had nothing to do with Cohen, but mm-hmm. I feel as though the Cohen era is actually doing really well with their optics. Um, they fired where is his name Jared Wheeler. Yeah, that had uh, that to happen. Was, that God. was an absolute. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, look at what the Mets did with that situation, and look at what the Angels are doing with Mickey Calloway. You know, yeah, granted, I mean, the Mickey I, Calloway situation has has a little bit uh, like he's denying it and everything. Whereas that's Wheeler, the reason why. That's a hundred percent why he is. He had to be suspended versus fired because if if it did come out, I mean, I think it's totally coming out that he's a complete slime ball. But if it did come out that he wasn't, it would have then looked bad on the Angels for firing him. So, like, I 100% understand why, even though I hate it. So, you know, uh, Bailey. So, what are your what do you what are your opinions? What do you think that the Angels need to do uh, to get Trump his ring? And what do you think yeah. the Mets need to do to get Degrom his? I agree with with Brian. I think it 100% is pitching with the Angels. Like if you look at it, that lineup, that lineup's going to score you runs. I, I have no, it's just like everybody's worried about the the Red Sox after the first three games. I said that lineup's going to score runs. Like I'm not worried about the lineup. I'm not worried about the Angels lineup. Uh, it's really pitching. Like when you have you know an Alex Cobb, when you have a Bundy. You don't know what you're going to get from these guys. These guys are threes or fours. Like, you need a one. There is not a one because they don't really know what they're doing with um, Shohei Otani. Is, like, I love the idea of this two-way elite player, but, like, I think it's going to come a time where he has to choose whether or not he's a pitcher or he's a hitter. And that time is coming, and, you know, I think it's going to lean more towards hitting. Yeah, I believe that he's he's going to end up being a hitter. Yeah, um, which is fine. I, I agree with both of you. Pitching is definitely number one. Uh, you know, thinking about it and talking about it earlier, I believe uh, what the Angels should do. It's obvious that the Dodgers have no plans for David Price. Um, mm. Putting him in the pen, I mean, that's just because you want to put him in the pen. And he's going to be a long reliever. Price probably doesn't want to be a long reliever. I believe he wants to actually pitch. And he, he needs also- to, but when you're on the Dodgers, you're going to say, yes, please. You got to right. ring for doing I- nothing. Yeah, well, you know, he he's actually going out and he's donating, not donating, he's auctioning it, Mock, which I think is yeah. fantastic. And like I reading agree. the stories about him as a teammate and everything oh. that he's done, it's just fantastic. But I back to the Angel situation, I think that's that's something they should try to uh look at, look into, be like, "Hey, uh you're putting this guy in the bullpen. What can we give you or what do we have to do to take they could the, the Dodgers might just be like, yeah, go ahead, sixteen million dollars, just take his contract. 
Yeah, like we, we, we didn't, life. we didn't, we didn't really want him anyways. We wanted Mookie Betts, you know. Yeah, and we weren't we going to get took, him without him. Yeah, exactly. So the only reason why we took him, and guess what? He's get paid thirty two million dollars, and you only have to pay him sixteen. So he's going to be your number one, number two starter. So I think that's going to be. I I would love to see that actually happen. Um, but yeah, pitching for the Angels. Um, with the Mets, I can see where you're going with that, Ryan. Uh, it seems like they do. With the new ownership, which I think is a plus, yeah, and the fact that they're willing that Cohen is willing to actually spend money, um, and I think that maybe a, a coach, someone who actually has you know experience, you know, this guy, he killed two birds, one stone, trade Madden and Trout to the Mets and let everybody win. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> oh, I think Madden wants to win where he began, though. I think that's the, a big part about why Madden went back to the Angels is because, you know, he's under Socha. He won in 2002 there. And, you know, he sort of like he, he showed that Tampa Bay could win. Then he left for greener pastures and was like, I'm going to win a ring, you know, in Chicago. Even And then I, even though I almost like he blew. didn't win that ring. Oh, I, I know. He like literally almost helped them not win it by like, I hate Chapman. Chapman should, is it POS? I hate him. But he like literally like blew Chapman like in that, in that. He worked like a damn horse, man. Yeah. There's a reason Chapman came out and was like, uh, yeah, this guy, like the reason my arm was falling off and we almost lost that World Series was because he just kept overworking me. But, like, he did. He got his ring in Chicago, so now he's, like, back to, you know, where he began, and I think he wants to, like, be the first to win since Sosha. I do. Trout, Madden, Mets, make it happen. Brad, get on the horn, <laughs> call somebody. All right, I'm going to call Mets. I'm going to call Uncle Stevie as soon as we get off of here, okay? Guys? Right, Just cool, start cool. tweeting at him. <laughs> yeah, start, start tweeting at him. He's unverified now. Yeah, because like, yeah, that was weird. Did he like go off Twitter and then had a? It on? was he had a big blowout with uh, El Presidente, uh, oh. Dave Portnoy. Don't get me started uh, with Gosto. <laughs> David, well, David Portnoy called him out with that, uh, um, with that GameStop situation. So I'm not going to get into that because I don't know much about it and mm. I don't know how to talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, Ryan, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. Bailey, as always, uh, being one of our co-hosts and working with you has been a pleasure so far. Everybody out there, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. It's twitter.com backslash pesky report. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 